for Holden, Colorado, LTZ. With unbeaten three and a half ton towing. This is Triple M Summer Breakfast with Tom Gleisner and Ed Cavalier. Yes, it is. Triple M Summer Breakfast. And that very professional voiceover was by the man sitting to my left. Jeez, a man who... How do we describe you, Tom Gleisner? We'll get to know you a bit better in a moment. But I'm going to go with radio legend. When they can't think of anything, it's it's radio and TV funny man. I th- you, <laughs> and you said that to me at the start of Have You Been Paying Attention the other day? And I thought, geez, he hates me. <laughs> no, it's finally really, turned against it me. It really is the one one description. It's a catch-all. Yeah. It, it is. It's because it's, but it also sets you up as funny man. And yes. like you feel the pressure go up just a little bit. You, you, and you are, you're going to inevitably fail. The other, the other <laughs> one the other one is a personality. Personality. Like, I mean, who is not by definition? Has, you know, Kim Kardashian? Does she count? No, actually, my She's a series of images. I don't know if she's patched it together. Can I just confirm, I'm not getting paid for appearing this time. No. When you say that, is it, I'm not getting paid, or is it, James Heard, I'm not getting paid. Because no, I just want to know whether I'm <laughs> talking. Okay, fine, not getting paid. Not getting okay, paid thank you. Okay, by fine. anyone. Good. They're happy to be here. We should say this now. There has been no prearrangement between Triple M and Tom Gleisner as to payments while he is suspended. Uh, you're not on any suspensions we should know about, Tommy. You are, you are no, able I'm, to be on air at the I'm moment. I'm clean, clear, and ready to go for the next couple of hours. Excellent work. You're not joining, joining Kyle and Jack next year in their revolution? <laughs> That's the hot. That's the hot word that, I've been hearing. Is that the one? No, I haven't heard that. Okay, the man that is Tom Gleisner is our guest today. Today's show dedicated to the great man that is Richard Mars, and we'll be hearing some of his work later in the show. Uh, Tommy, but people are ringing in, people are tweeting, people are banging on the windows. Who is Tom Gleisner? What is Tom Gleisner? I'm a little concerned, Ed, because all I can see on the rundown is it's a segment called Getting to Know Tom, and you've asked me to get into a hospital gown. Yeah, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm in your hands at this point. But... Assume the position, guys, okay. because what I normally, what I always do is go to Wikipedia and then get our producer <laughs> to voice your bio. So let's find out the history of Tom Gleisner. Tom Gleisner started his entertainment career as a backup dancer on Fat Cat and Friends. He was forced to leave the show after a series of unfortunate Christmas party incidents. Then, after helping to create Frontline and The Castle, he decided to return to showbiz and had a wonderfully successful run as head of female impersonating on The Footy Show. Tom is widely credited for being the one who realized it's always funny when footballers dress up as women. His time on The Footy Show produced a record four logies and 15 restraining orders. Things only turned sour when Tom started pushing his fanatical Scientology views onto his workmates. Tom was then a co-writer on the hit film, The Dish. Although you wonder if the film would have been such a success if Tom's original idea for the title, Two Girls, One Dish, had been used. These days, you can find him hosting Have You Been Paying Attention and trying to perfect his design for the camera shoot. It's an honor and a pleasure to welcome Mr. Tom Gleisner to Triple M Summer Breakfast. So many career highlights, Tommy. Wow, that is about 80% accurate. That is extraordinary <laughs> for Wikipedia. Thank you. I, I had to beef up some of it. Oh, yeah, a little you know, gilding the lily there, but no, thank you. Here's a bit of, you, here's a bit of current Tom Gleisner. I, I just love the way you managed to extricate yourself from having to make any sort of sporting reference. Because <laughs> I know for a fact you can only name one international test cricketer. You and Chatfield. You there you it. are. You that is, it. thank God you're here. You and Tone Martin going through New Zealand's cricket history. Then there's the uh, the most current one, I guess you'd say. Great to be part of your Sunday night lineup here on 10. Apologies for the slightly late there start. I think Have you been paying attention? Wonderful show. Yes. Happy to be part of it. We go back into the archives a little bit for some of this action. I'm standing here with Rob Six. He's coming out a name for himself as one of this country's leading stuntmen. We call that the Late Show, Tommy oh, Gleisner. Yes, that is going way back. Or shot entirely on what, reel-to-reel, Betamax? <laughs> 
from Black and White, I think that one might have been. It may well have been. But I think my, when I first saw you on TV, it was when you were doing this. Look at this fantastic Holden Barina. Plus all of these exciting prizes just waiting to be won. On the greatest wheel around, Wheel of Fortune. Thank you very much. Yes, there you are. I was young. Hosting Wheel of Fortune. I was excited. Under the pseudonym Baby John Burgess. <laughs> I still got the moustache in a box at home. Do you we'll mm. crank it out occasionally? You know what? I I will say that um, Triple M has been a big part of you yes. and your formative years, radio, etc. People don't know this about Tom Gleisen, but with you and some other friends, you had a number one single. Yes, yes. This little bit of this guy. Okay. Oh, you'd have to be on twenty three FM, wouldn't you? Don't forget those bars. Two days, looking the third, fourth, six, seven, twenty third. Okay. Five in a row. Five in a row. And, and it's follow-up? What was that guy? I don't remember. Five more in a row. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're not the proud. the second single sell as well as the uh, first? Well, no. But, um, no. you know, we were, on a, we were on a trajectory down. But, um, yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. But you were number one on the charts. We were, yes. It was but a- famously lost out to the number one single of the year to a band that... Are they doing for Triple M? I will check the... Uh, I know the Stones are coming out. Are we presenting this mob? Yes. Yes, it is, Rosie. You're on Triple M if you're just tuning in. That is the wetsuit clad. Stop it, Rosie. My ears are bleeding. Who are they? Oh, like you don't. No, it's all. It's all that ear is just blurred into one Uh, monotonous drone to me. (laughs) Imagine Bros, but fruitier. Not Wawani. No, but with more wetsuits. Okay. Um. No. I'll give you the first word. Indecent. Oh, indecent exposure. <laughs> indecent obsession. Indecent obsession. Indecent exposure is what you were charged no, with Mo- in the late Molly, 90s. Um, Molly produced them. Yes. and yeah, they. I and don't they... know what the verb produced means in, <laughs> in that context, but that's technically what he did. And famously, they beat you out. They beat five in a row for the most popular single of the year. Yeah. There's an Aries. I wish that, I was that. What a great day that was. It was. You've got, you've got to be careful when you when you make uh, you mock other bands. Speaking of Aries, we mm-hmm. uh, we went to one Aries and we were supposed to present. Uh, I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. And we made up some false categories. We go and the winner of best comedy album is the the Tin Lids. Remember, it was Jimmy Barnes's kids. <laughs> Jimmy Barnes's Thinking, kid. okay, it's a, clearly a joke. Funny. The place went, everyone started applauding and excited. We were, and it was too late to like reverse out yeah, of that. You're already no, in the it was gag. a joke. We, they're not really. They're not even nominated. We're sorry. Yeah. So you got to. You just look like the guys telling the jokes at the yeah. awards. Oh, we looked like that. Remember, there was that year when everyone was like, "What's the chaser going to do this year? What prank are they going to yeah. pull?" And all they did was show up in suits and accept an award. Yeah, which yeah was a prank on their terms. Yeah. <laughs> it's Triple F Summer Breakfast. Tommy, will you be doing any hard hitting, hard hitting political gear on the Gonski backflip this morning? <laughs> I'm saving that till after the uh, seven thirty news. Excellent. You know, we want a big audience. Yeah, exactly right. When we want to uh, really get them coffee, Tommy Gleisner. Do you drink coffee yet? I do, and I didn't until uh, two years ago. Mm. And I'd always swore off it because I'd seen what it did to people. It gave them a little sh- like a little yeah. uh, gave the them stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I'm very susceptible to sort of uh, caffeine, etc., things like that. Mm-hmm. And I never started. Then I started drinking it, Tommy. Mm-hmm. And now I have to stop myself because I would have six or seven a day. I just, I I love it too much. No, it is good. Rosie, you drink coffee? I do. I try to limit myself to one a day. One, yeah, I'm one, one two. If you're having a a real coffee, but I'm, I'm, I'm a um, and I'm going to come out and say this here on Triple. Do we have a sound effect for this, Rosie? (laughs) I may no, just uh, deathly silence will be all you require. I'm a soy latte drinker. 
And um, right, we, sorry, let's get um, okay. oh, we've gone into uh, so someone says sorry, latte or triple M. Oh, you we've know, lost what? our license, Tom. I've, we've lost our license. I feel <laughs> is there bourbon in it? It's is um, there any wild turkey in it? Give me some. You know, the thing is, people assume when you order soy that there's some underlying health issue. Yeah, you have some oh, serious. I'm really sorry. Yeah. So, I have a soy latte. Oh, really? Oh, so how is it? Is how's it going? How's yeah, the treatment? How long have you yeah. got? I like. <laughs> I like the taste. I actually do genuinely prefer the taste. Are you about to say it's nutty? Yes, mm. I could say that. Oh, there's been ming from across. Oh, it the is. Desk. It's nutty is goodness. And and I oh, hey, okay. get this, get this, coffee bean, soy bean. There's a synergy, don't you think? Okay. <laughs> That's the sound uh, of minds blowing I everywhere it, across the nation. In the early years, and I'm going back about a decade, it was you took your life into your hands ordering soy <laughs> in any cafe, unless it's one you really knew. Because okay. this is the worst, the worst thing you could say is, um, oh, get a coffee. Do you have soy milk? And if they would go, oh. Hang on, I'll just check. Now, you do not want to hear someone say... What does that mean? That means they're rattling around in a fridge to find some carton that was last opened in August. (laughs) And they don't... It it is... It is... It's not what you want. It is not what you want. But um, I've got this thing. It's it's sort of annoying me. When you order a coffee, Mm -hmm. I'll have a soy latte, and they say, would you like sugar? Yes. Now, I think it's incumbent upon the person ordering the coffee... To say I want sugar. Oh, I see. I see what you are, Tommy. You're what I what I call a full order revisionist. Mm, get it exactly. Lay it all out. I I yes. would like a soy latte with two sugars, please. Yes. Okay. Not. Yes. I like a soy latte. Bro. bro. Do you ever put bro on the <laughs> no, end? No, that would be that would be crazy. You know what I hate doing is is um having to order like fiddly coffees for people, and I'm not going to name Santo directly. Oh, here. he is just... My, my work colleague, uh, Santo Chalaro. Believable. It, it, the worst thing you can do is go and say, look, anyone want a coffee? And, and never want to catch Santo's eye if he goes, yes, because what it's is not he a go- coffee. No, what's he go with? It has the word ristretto in it. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, and you've got to ask for... And worse... Whoa, worse, worse, you've got to ask for it strong. And people who make coffee, that's an insult. When it you is. say, oh, can I have it strong? That's like when you're getting a massage and you tell someone I'd like you to go yeah. you know go in hard oh that's really that's when you go have they stopped using an elbow you turn around they've got a cricket bat <laughs> exactly. they're just sort of needling and a nail gun yeah. um, so no you never want to have you never want to ask your barista uh, for something strong when you ask when Santo says that he wants a ristretto do you have to ride his fixed wheel bike <laughs> Up to the cafe to get it, and is there a beard that you have to put on just in case? And is there a sleeve tattoo that you have to put on just in case they so they know you're serious? You know what? I don't. I don't ask for any of the things that he says: the double or the decaf or the strong. Or the, I just ask for the same coffee that everyone else gets, and we write Santo on the lid, and he thinks it's a. And he, and he never knows no, the never difference because I drink. I drink a week long black. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I'm th- taking that in because it's we- we have, what, the word weak. You need a you need a better word than weak. Thank weekend. you very much. We need a better word than weak. You need like ristretto. Ristretto. <laughs> it's the one we're looking for. It's something <laughs> Italian that says weak. Ah, uh, triple M summer breakfast. That's coffee sorted. Done. Why don't we hear some audio from a great Australian sportsman, Tommy, and then have a chat to him? How does that sound? Sounds good. Billy Slater. A little kick and looking for Billy Slater. That's a try for Slater. Slater down the ground. He kicks again. He'll get there. He's over. Billy Slater. He has scored. One of the great. Oh, it's a try. <laughs> no, 
nothing but highlights. Good morning, Billy Slater. Good morning, guys. Hey, congratulations. Uh, winning a Rugby League World Cup. Yeah, thanks very much. It was, uh, it was a long time overseas, but made it all worthwhile when we, um, we won the final at Old Trafford. So it was a pretty special moment in my career. I mean, Old Trafford is an amazing stadium, you know, as a, as a soccer football fan as well as league. I love, you know, watching Manchester United play there. But I thought the in-goal areas were a little bit short. Uh, were they two metres or one metre at the end? <laughs> yeah, I think they were about one and a half metres, but uh, it was uh, it was quite unique. And, you know, after the dead ball on, it seemed to drop off about a metre too. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, it was a little bit different to what we expected. And, uh, you know, going in for a try, you sort of had to yeah. make sure you pulled up. And uh, obviously there was a couple of incidents with the boys going oh, into the yeah. back fence. But, you know, all in all, obviously no one was injured and, you know, thankfully, but, um, you know, it's, it's a historical stadium and you know, I feel very privileged to have played there. Yeah. And Billy, Tom Gleisner here. It, was, it felt a, a long tournament, a lot of downtime. Uh, you, you think it was, uh, were you over there for what? It was a year and a half or how long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was about eight weeks all up. So um, being a husband and a, and a father of two young children, it was it was quite tough at times. But uh, like I said before, um, they've made it all worthwhile winning that final and we've we got a great bunch of guys and, no, I really did enjoy the tour. And it looked like you weren't going to play the, the final. All we ever saw was this single shot of you sitting on a bench watching the other boys train with your leg iced. And uh, and it was the shot they sort of played every day on reporting on your progress. Uh, not going to make it, not going to make it. Oh, he's going to make it. It was an amazing turnaround. Yeah, well, I actually didn't think I was going to play either. So, um, you know, I re-injured uh, my PCL, which is... Um, took me about five to six weeks to come back from it last time and I give myself uh, little to no chance of, of playing in the final, you know, two weeks out from it. So um, obviously a, a fair bit of work had been done uh, from the physios and um, yeah, I got, I got up to play and I was quite nervous going into the game. I, I mm. haven't been that nervous going into a game for a long time, just not knowing how the knee was going to hold up and whether I was going to be able to play the 80 minutes out. So I was pretty thankful that I uh, I did well, you gave your medal to uh, to the physio, which I thought was a, a very nice touch. And also, but is it true that leading up to the game, um, Greg Inglis was so keen to play fullback that he kept punching you in the knee? Is that true? <laughs> Jesus, the story just keeps getting better and is better. Is that true, Billy uh, Slater? No, it, no, it, it certainly isn't. It isn't true. It's um, you know, on the Wednesday before the final, I I went through a pretty pretty tough training session and. You know, we, we put the suits on and I basically trained as if I was playing. So, you know, I got tackled a couple of times and Greg Inglis was just one of those one of those players that tackled me. And yeah. I think it was beat up a little bit more than what it was. <laughs> just but, a uh, little bit. Just a little bit. Hey, he's, look- a, he's a good mate of mine and I, I think he was pretty happy to see me out there. Well, hey, Billy, I'm looking at your book, which has just come out. It's a beautiful, glossy book, uh, number one, which has your journey all through it uh, from uh, Innisvale to the number one to being the uh, kangaroos number one. And uh, a lot of incredible photographs here. Now, growing up in, I grew up in Queensland as well, and it seems as though you and I had a lot of the same clothing. Basically, just <laughs> footy shorts, no shoes, and a t-shirt that you'd picked up from a relative somewhere. Is that about right? Is that was that the Slater look up to yeah, about the age much. of thirteen? Pretty much. If I didn't have a, a hand-me-down shirt, it was a, it was a footy jersey. So, yeah, um, yeah that's pretty much. If, if I had a shirt on at all, it's quite hot up in North Queensland. So, um, yeah, some some great photos of, of growing up in, in North Queensland. And, and your dad was your dad wasn't afraid of some short shorts, was he? <laughs> he had some tight strides on, didn't he? He really didn't. <laughs> and, uh, and if it was anything like my uncles back in the day, it was I hope he was wearing some something underneath because I used to cop an awful <laughs> side view of what I called side back. Growing up, it was just horrific. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a it's a PG rated uh, book, yes, so yes, <laughs> had to get the old man uh, some strides. And Billy, it's uh, a lot of uh, family album photos. Was there anything off limits? Anyone in your family say you are not putting that in the book? Well, I didn't actually get the uh, approval, so oh, good. Good. Even better. my sister mightn't be too happy with a couple of the uh, early day photos. <laughs> uh, we've got a copy here, and we're going to give it to someone. One triple three five three. We've got a copy of Billy's new book, uh, number one, mate. Uh, congratulations uh, on all your success, and we're looking forward to uh, well, this Melbourne Storm. Looking forward to you running out for them again. Can you convince Cam Smith to stay, to stay or is he at the moment? being measured up for the Broncos uniform? Oh, look, I think everyone goes through it. It's uh, obviously a pretty intense time to uh, renegotiate your contract. And, mm. you know, he's got the opportunity to go back up to, to Queensland where he's from. He's got a young family and, um, you know, that will be considered. But, you know, obviously we'd love to keep him down here in Melbourne. He's he's our captain. He's our, he's our leader down here. And he's such a great player and a great bloke to have around the club that, you know, we'd love to, to see him stay. But, you know, obviously it's, it's his decision and, you know, he'll uh, let us know in due course. All right, Billy. Well, thanks for your time today and best of luck with the book. It's called Number One, uh, The Life and Journey of Billy Slater. It's a lovely one, glossy one for Christmas, Tommy Gleisner. Mm, perfectly timed. Well done, Billy. Thanks, Billy. No worries. Thanks, guys. Tommy Carr of the Year has been announced. Oh, wow. We're talking the Honda Civic? No, we're not talking no. the Honda Civic. No, the Honda Civic not in the top ten. Personally, I think it should be the Holden Colorado and should be every single year. Uh, but clearly there was some sort of uh, dodginess going on with the... Uh, well, who can yeah. say? Uh, the number one car this year is the VW Golf, apparently. And I don't know how the Sayata Bitha was overlooked again. Oh, no. What about the Proton Jumbuck <laughs> with its record half-star ANCAP safety rating? <laughs> Proton is never going to... It's and like Triton. They just don't... It, they it, sound like a chemistry experiment gone bad. It doesn't fit, does it? It no, doesn't fit. It doesn't feel manly and, and fast. And shockingly, Tommy, a couple of great Holden cars in the top 10. Nothing in the top 10 made by Great Wall. Oh, that's extraordinary. That's an, an oversight. Another rip-off. Absolutely Unbelievable. amazing. Unbelievable. The great Adam Rosenbach. Good morning, Rosie. Oh, good morning. And uh, Tom, an absolute pleasure to be working with you. I grew up listening to you on uh, the D-Gen on Triple M. Oh, so. goodness. And before that, Eon FM in the very early days. Who knew? So you were, when I got up for school, I used to record Oh, really? The D-Generation on, on cassette tape. tape. I'm suspecting. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. And I presented that to Santo one day. I met, I met Santo and I presented him this tape and... Uh, I imagine it's in a bin somewhere outside no, the studio. No, keep stuff, Adam. So it'll it'll be there. So it's funny you should say that, Adam, because a couple of my I had, a couple of guys I went to school with ended up in a band oh, that, yeah. was, that was in like was quite cool band and it went quite well. And anyway, they were in a, like a hard rock band. And one day um, they got to meet someone from Pantera. They a guy came along and they were in the country and they were supporting them or they and they went along and they were so they were unbelievably excited about it. And I think it was Pantera. It was a band like that. Yeah. And anyway, my mate went, no, we've got to, we got to make sure that he, that he can hear our stuff, like our, our album and stuff. We've just got a new album. So they quickly ran and they got a CD and they, they went up to this bloke and they said, hey, mate, listen, you know, huge fans. Oh, we've been there. Every day. Here you go. And he's like, and the guy, and they said, the guy was so friendly. He said, thank you, guys. I was like you. I grew up like you. I wanted to be in a band and now I'm in this band and it's going really well. So I, I, I'm glad that you guys have done this because this is how you meet people. And, he, and then he walked off and they were like, yeah, and they were high-fiving. And they went upstairs in the venue they were at so they could see out a window mm. and they saw him walk away and throw the CD in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> but look, at least they had a couple of good minutes. They right? had a moment. He gave them that. And, they, and I said, yeah. how did you feel? And they said, good. 
because he was so rock. Yeah. You know, they were like, he gave yeah. us the treatment he deserved. Uh, Rosie, I've completely uh, ruined the start of this. We're going to come back because you're here to do Clown of the Week. Now, the way this works, for those of you, if they haven't heard it before, mm. absolutely crazy, you nominate a series of clowns that have really, uh, well, distinguished themselves this week. Absolutely. And so I might bowl out a couple just before we get to the break so people can ring in. Give us your first one to get us started. Well, I'm going to go with Amazon. You know, the the, the great big uh, Amazon Amazon who who supply books and and presents for everyone over Christmas because they've started a new uh, delivery system where they're going to be delivering presents via drone. Mm. Did you read about that? So so basically what I hate about it is they've taken away any excuse you had for not buying a present because, you know, you can get to Christmas Day and go, it didn't arrive. It's Amazon's fault. And do you have to be living in northern Pakistan or (laughs) is it any any delivery area? That's what I feel sorry for. Any asylum seekers who've come to Australia, they're going to be having flashbacks every time some horny Mm. housewife Mm. has ordered 50 shades of grey. (laughs) It's just totally not fair. The plane, the plane. All right, one triple three five. Who is your clown of the week? Already a lovely Christmas theme. Amazon's in the gun. Plenty more nominations with Adam Rosenbach's next. It's Triple M Summer Breakfast. Our good friend Adam Rosenbach's is in the house, and uh, we're doing Clown of the Week, Rosie. All right, it's time to get it uh, on, the, on the board. Here we go. Canberra doctor Maged Khalil, who uh, had sex with one of his patients and allowed her to claim it on Medicare. So it's just got me thinking, like, how was he taking her temperature? I, that's all I want to know. Eternally. Yeah. First boot, and, you know, just yeah, deserved. Go, that's not a tongue depressor, mate. Oh, that's okay. But it, it has led, the government have seen this, they've punished him, and it has led to the introduction of bulk boning. Oh, my goodness. So, oh, my goodness. triple boot. Oh, I'm looking forward goodness. to embarrassing bodies down under with uh, <laughs> doing a special episode on this. <laughs> I'm right. so, in the gun also is Thailand. No. The beautiful country of Thailand. I love Thailand, but apparently has become the most dangerous destination for Australian tourists. Oh. Did you guys know this? How are we, yeah, how are we getting happening? hurt in Thailand? Well, the most dangerous, the most, uh, most tourists are suffering from, and these are the top three, uh, motorbike accidents, alcohol poisoning, and she's got a penisitis. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that is, yes, take... Mm. Often very... all at the one time. <laughs> it can happen. It can happen. Is there in any that. cure for that last one? I don't think You've got so. You've got to marry her. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, not telling your mates. Yeah, um, now, here's one for something that someone didn't do, okay? In the gun, CUB. No. This week, CUB. Now, what happened was uh, this week, Shane Warne released his beer, a range of beer called 99 Not Out, right? Oh, okay. And I just saw it, CUB, like they, they didn't bring this out. Warne brought it out himself, but they missed an opportunity because the, the person who should be bringing out their own beer is David Boone. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. now there's a man who Australia is just synonymous with drinking beer. Yeah. We all know what Booney is about. And I thought, because the marketing campaign for such a thing would be fantastic. And I, I've, I had to think about it, and this is what I imagine the ad would be like wow. for the David Boone beer. You can get it batting. You can get it standing at silly short leg. You'll definitely get it when you fly from Melbourne to London. You can get it walking. You can get it eating. You can get it sleeping. Actually... This thing's 24 pages long. Just f***ing get it. Get yourself a DB. David Boonbeer. Boonie. Right. That is genuinely... That could happen. Because you remember a few years yeah, ago... Yeah. with Remember the set-top box? Yep. The original set-top box mm. was David Boone. Yes, yeah. And it was meant to... Sing, Rosie, wasn't it meant to sync up to the cricket? It was a VB promotion. Yes. And it, it was meant to be that when Australia hit a four, Boonie would go, yeah. yeah, that was all right. We had one, but ours was rogue. So, it was, <laughs> and we would we would just be sitting in the house, and then you go to sleep, and in the middle of the night, you just hear faintly from the from the living room, 
Yeah, that's got him. <laughs> See? And how much fun is that? It's just a perfect marking campaign. And I thought each slab is 52 cans, no, right? And you have, nice. to, you have to drink them all in one sitting. <laughs> Before you leave the shop. <laughs> just in honour of... Marketing genius. In honour of Bernie. You should be on the Gruen. Now, another one for... Uh, another one, Clown of the Week nomination. Haters of Nigella Lawson. I think that uh, too many people have taken pot shots out of this week. Yes. Now, she has come out and uh, admitted that she took cocaine uh, twice, mm-hmm. which is good on her, and she only did that. Unfortunately, that was uh, 2001 to 2005 <laughs> and 2007 to 2011. But there was a gap. There was there a break. There was a gap yeah. there. Yeah, she wasn't, you know. Well, constant. Not, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I always did wonder, like, I'm a big fan of Nigella Lawson. always did wonder why she kept herself raising flour in a little bag in her purse. Ah, I just, I never a, quite, what a giveaway. I never quite understood that. But her career is on the up because the upside of this is she has been asked to cater the Logies. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Going to make it almost bearable this Absolutely. year. <laughs> so, and do you have a winner, Rosie? I do have a winner. The winner for Clown of the Week this year, uh, this week for me is James Packer. Choice, now, I know he's a, he's a big man out there. Firstly, for cutting my lunch. I, I, had, I had my sights on Miranda, and it just it wasn't fair. But he has given hope to suffering billionaires everywhere, which is a really positive Hasn't thing he? out there. And I just don't think it's fair, because what hope do you and I have, Ed mm. and Tom? Mm. What hope do we have when he uses Victoria's Secret catalogue as his Tinder? Yeah, that's just not fair. <laughs> Out of our league. It's not fair, but it does. Isn't there? There's another single billionaire on the market that has got uh, tongues wagging. Here we go. A young sprite called R. Murdoch. Oh, yes. He's now He's, he's now on the market. Isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what Christy Brinkley's up to or something. <laughs> or maybe he and James can get together. Who that, knows? That's amazing. <laughs> Is Rita Hayworth still alive? I don't know. Rosie, plug something for goodness sake. Uh, I actually have nothing. That's How what we like about yeah. Wow, it's Christmas. You must surely have some merch. DVD All right. or a I'll, book. I'll steal Billy Slater's book and I'll give that away. That's been given away, I'm afraid. That's already been oh, given away. Yeah. To a list. Come on, you got to plug something for Christmas, Rose. I, I don't have anything. That, that is there you go. Well done. Adam Rose is back. Always good. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for week. Tommy Gleisner, comedian, filmmaker, or as he was described on Today Tonight last night. She's a model and says she's dropped two dress sizes on her so-called chocolate diet. Congratulations. Thank you. It's working for me. Down to a svelte six. Well, a healthy eight, I'd like to say. A healthy eight. Absolutely right. Uh, Tommy, cricket. You're a, you are a cricket like me. You love yes, your cricket. Yes. You love the Super 14 rugby more than anything. No, but the cricket. And we were overdosed yesterday because not only did we have the obvious, the big one, the second test, yes. Madeleine, but also there was action in Dunedin. Thank you for um, saying that. New because Zealand playing West Indies. That's right, from Tommy. From the uh, University Oval. From the University Oval. And there was a moment there, which I, what I did like yesterday in the Australian series is they had one over and then a rain delay. Well, what a wonderful innovation. Absolutely. But you know what? It, it was such... Adelaide rain, wasn't it? Because at least, at least in Brisbane, when it rains, it's like there's a tropical yes. cyclone. Or, or, yes. yeah, this was drizzle at best. It was polite. It was polite rain. It, it, it asked to be admitted, <laughs> and then it's and then it gently wandered off. It after wore a shirt and tie, yeah. and left and left at a very polite doffed its yeah. cap and le- left accordingly. I did flick over to the um to the New Zealand series because you know I do love me mm. some New Zealand sport, and was coming from the University Oval in Dunedin. And where they've got one stand. At the yes. Adelaide Oval, they've got five new stands and there's only there's a couple of them open. Yes. There's one stand. Otherwise, it's just sitting on, you know, grass, yep. basically. Yes. And there was a moment there. Now, the Kiwis are absolutely are belting the West Indians, right? They're really having trouble, uh, the West Indians, getting away the Kiwi bowlers. But the Kiwis decided to bring on a part-time spinner. And the commentator said, well, this is interesting. 
oh, yes, this young lad here, well, he's a batsman on the side, uh, but he's bowled some part-time spin. And I think it's this will be interesting because the West Indies will never have seen this young man bowl. Pause. Actually, I've never seen him bowl either. <laughs> and how did he uh, How did he do? Poorly. Oh, he yeah. threw down some really yeah. right-arm interesting is the only way it could be described, Tommy. Just, just, just some looseness. Um, I've noticed there's a trend in, in score cards. You know, you pick up the paper in the morning, and, and it used to be you, know, you want to find out what happened yesterday yes. in Adelaide, and you just run through, oh, Rogers, he made 72. Yeah. And and now... They're starting editorialising. So rather oh. than saying how they got out, there's, it's uh, Rogers edges to keeper trying to run short ball behind point. That's right. Okay. Warner, half-hearted spar at short ball <laughs> outside. You, you see, see yeah, where I'm going Yeah, there's a judgment here? in that. Watson, typical fail from out-of-form fool. This is, wow, that's, that is... That. <laughs> Look at this. Smith, brain fart. I mean, Hang that's on a just, sec. That's too much. This is just too much. They've gone too far. It's extraordinary. Brad Haddon, not out. How's that possible? That's... <laughs> A little bit too much. Yeah, I like, I like a bit of editorialising on the scoreboard. Hey, Warwick Todd got a book out. We should say that Tommy Gleisner also writes a thousand books a year. Mm. And uh, Warwick Todd got anything coming out for Christmas? No, Warwick, I'm doing some some writing for for uh, for um, a couple of the uh, national for the newspapers. Newspaper is, and using um, a very old photograph of you as well. They are, aren't they? Yes. Well, very old photo of Warwick actually. A lustrous <laughs> head of hair that Warwick has there. True, Tom. true. Back is that before. Travolta-esque? Uh, that was uh, that was after the uh, Yeah Yeah campaign that went <laughs> hideously wrong with uh, silicon implants. He actually, you know the tape they put on the side of their bats to stop it showing up on hotspots? Yeah. Warwick's using that on his scalp right now, and it's, it's, uh, it's doing some great work. So, no, Warwick will be, uh, will be writing for uh, a couple of the, uh, of the News papers. Limited papers uh, covering some of the tests over summer. Fantastic, Tommy Gleisner. All right, best of luck to the Aussies uh, for the rest of the day. What are we, they're saying that 400 is a competitive score. Mm-hmm. 400 and a, and a decent rain break. That's all we can, That's we all can, we can ask, ask for. for. Question with you to you without notice, Tommy Glass. We were just chatting about um, TV talent shows off air. I know that you're a huge fan. If you can't get a ticket to Dancing with the Stars each week, there is trouble. <laughs> Who won the first voice? The first voice, Rosie. No, it wasn't Rosie. Carrie, no, she Carrie Kate with a K. Carrie Bigmore. No, no she's oh, Carice 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 Carice. Oh yes. Now is she kicking goals artistically? Do we know? I think she's currently appearing as the sunrise in the suit as the sunrise cash cow at the moment. <laughs> That's not confirmed. So, That's a job that I want. Um, it the best person on television. Whoever's um, in that suit is doing the best job in the world. Yeah. I reckon if you're the winner of the first series of anything, the first like the first Guy Australian Sebastian. Idol. Well, Guy Sebastian and Shannon Noll both leveraged pretty, really well, pretty successful careers beyond yeah. that. Um, uh, but yeah, the second, third, fourth, and God help us, fifth series of any of those, mm. it starts to become the, the yields decline. What about um, Constantino? Well, did okay. he win Australia's Got Talent? Uh, no, no. This is interesting. When you when you get become a finalist in a re, you know like a talent show, yeah. and that elevates you into the status of sufficiently to be a celebrity in another oh, show. For dancing with the, oh, I see. What well, you often mean. on Dancing with the Stars, it's someone who was on Big Brother. It's it's a weird. Oh, well, no, it wouldn't be Big Brother because that's the wrong thing. <clears> I think <throat> it's I think the correlation you're looking for there, Tommy, is it goes uh, Big Brother right. Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, that's okay, the promotion you get and there. And where does Celebrity Splash? Down uh, there? Celebrity Splash down. I think. I think you end up washing cars. Okay, um, we solved that. The, the, big, uh, <laughs> that. the big issue is here on the summer breakfast. That's TV sorted. That's that done. Tommy, lovely to have you on board. Lovely to be here, Ed. And you said something to me which I wasn't expecting. I've known you for a while mm, now. Mm. And I said, I said to you, I assumed that you wouldn't like going to concerts, live music. Yes. Because you're the most hardworking person I know. And I assume you could write a whole book during a concert. Well, it's the warm-up act. You can do a lot during that. <laughs> you can get a lot done there. But, yeah. you, but you like a concert? I do. You know what I draw the line at? Outdoors. 
Not oh, in you're the not a hate. festival guy. Ever since I think I saw David Bowie many years ago at a, at a uh. like a football stadium somewhere. It and was... what happened? You had a bad trip, or <laughs> what <was> the... where'd <laughs> you wake up, Tommy? Um, just bad sound outdoors. Have you ever been to the big day out? Yes, yes, I'd have actually. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you at the one? Were you at the first one where Nirvana played? My, my son will be so embarrassed because I went with my son who was a little yeah, and um, but I had to stand like. 30 metres away from him at all stages. Hang on a second. So Tommy Glasgow <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. at yeah. the big day out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who were you there to see? Alien Ant Farm? Uh, he was my... <laughs> we were running around seeing these all these sort of heavy bands like Mars Volta. Oh, the Volta, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he was right into them. And I was... Um, I, as I said, I had to stand a long way away, so it didn't look like you he was there with the his back dad. playing a Game Boy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I look, I actually, I looked like a, a toolie, yeah. um, really, <laughs> frankly. But I wasn't. I was just there to help. You going to Stereo Sonic this year, buddy? No, no. Not I'm, into Avicii. I'm surprised. Surprised. No, no, but it's I, I can't, the thing I can't get with concerts when they announce a big tour like uh, Metallica touring mm-hmm. in August 2014. How do people plan that far ahead? Especially yeah. the sorts of people that go to a yes. Metallica concert. Yes, I, I don't know what I'm doing next weekend. No, uh, I know you don't. But I think that what you do is you just buy the tickets. Wow. And what my sister used to do. But what if do, you don't like them by the time they come round? Well, I think this might be a problem that we're starting to see with some of your younger acts. Mm-hmm. Because remember, I think it was. One Direction announced their concert, I think, the moment they were put in t- together. Yeah. And they were, they've were they booked in like nine years of gigs. Yes. And they were having trouble with young, you know, teenage girls and stuff like that, that by the time the concert rocked around... They were over them. They'd moved on. Yeah, of course. So, well, actually, I want to talk to you about one triple three five three. Which concerts are you excited... You know, what are you pumped up to go and see? Maybe we're talking about the Rolling Stones. Maybe some Taylor Swift, Bon Jovi. Muse is here. Avicii. <laughs> Dolly Parton, Bruce Springsteen, Hunters and Collectors, Lionel Richie and John Farnham. No, I think they're doing magic. I don't know if they're singing. <laughs> it's a combined thing. I could see Taylor Swift. I could I could enjoy a Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I reckon she Socially or uh, well, you know, I'd go either way, but no, I reckon she'd be really good. Of the of the I, I couldn't you would pay me to sit through a Bieber concert or Well, you don't want to hear this. Back on 33. Old joke, but still works. <laughs> You're on Triple M. One triple three five three. Which concerts are you excited about? I want to bring someone who's who works for us here, Mel, in, in a moment as well, who uh, got some information about the Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber oeuvre that okay. I think people are going to find very interesting parents who are thinking about taking their kids along. We're talking concerts on one triple three five three. What are you excited about? Here's some. Here's a rundown, uh, Tommy, of what's coming up. And, and Rose, Alicia Keys is here at the moment. Taylor Swift's here at the moment. We've just had Justin Bieber in the house. Bon Jovi, Muse, The Looney. Oh, don't want to even try that one. Uh, Dolly Parton, Bruce Springsteen's here in March. Apparently, Bruce Springsteen's only doing a short concert. It's down to four and a half hours, so there's no value for money. <laughs> Plus encores. Plus encores. Hunters and collectors. That's good news. Lionel Richie, Bruno Mars. The list goes on and on. Indecent obsession, not, not featured, fair. but that's, um, we that's could, an oversight. Uh, we should uh, we should see that. Um, so, M- M- Monica, Monica, what are you looking forward to seeing? I've got I've got a really big weekend coming up. I'm really looking forward to seeing Air Supply on Saturday night. But I am following that up with Steel Panther on Sunday night. Ah, uh, now we are getting a few calls and texts about Steel Panther. Now we will play a little bit of Air Supply. This is the Lawrence Moody tribute band. Yeah, here we go. Nominated into the uh, Aria Hall of Fame, Lawrence Mooney's favourite band. And say, so, Monica, is it when it's Air Supply? Is it the original two? 
yes. So, because a lot of times you go and see, you know, the the platters or the temptations, and it's yes. a, a cousin the and someone ten- who used to drive the truck. <laughs> well, the one I like the, the, mo- the most at the moment, Tommy, is there's a British boy band called Five. Yeah. They were very big in the '90s, and they were touring. There was only four of them, so. <laughs> Still but called five. These, this is Russell and the other one, isn't it? it? Is. Like, yeah, okay. absolutely. Thank you, Monica. So, Steel Panther, we're getting a few calls about it as well. They play every Monday night at the House of Blues yes. in LA. They play. Rosie, have you seen them there before? Not yet, but they're in town they from tonight. And they're sort of like a they're like a Guns N' Roses sort of throwback eighties hair band. Kind they of are band. very much so. Yeah, uh, think, very funny band. Great. I think Matt's going along to see them as well. Now, Mel, who works with us here, morning, Mel. Good morning. You love Justin Bieber. No. Okay. okay. Incorrect. Thanks, 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 thanks for your uh, thanks for your time. No, but there was a Bieber concert. There was. You didn't go, but who did go? I took. Um, well, we actually got some tickets for my daughter, who is seven. Okay. So my husband volunteered. A bit old for her, I would have thought. Yes. But okay. <laughs> well, now, hang on. Your husband volunteered. That doesn't sound like something he'd do. Did he, you demand that he went? Let's be honest, I did. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That's the volunteering that I'm getting used to. Trying to give him credit. And how did it go? How did how did your seven-year-old enjoy it? I think what's happened is Bieber's actually moved beyond the pre-teen age group oh, and demographic. Yeah, so yeah. sadly, she didn't enjoy it. I think it was her first concert. Oh. So I, I think it was a bit overwhelming, all the screaming and, yes. you know, and the carry-on. And plus, he was 70 minutes late. You see, now that's yes, unbelievable. Yeah. I know his excuse is either that he was with a big brother Vic D, uh, or he was doing some graffiti. Both good excuses, <laughs> but it doesn't make yeah. the punters happy. Yeah. Not at all. So she's now off Bieber. She's off him. She's what? back on the One Direction train oh, she's now. she's back on the One D band. She's back yeah. on. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, and she doubled. So, Tommy, who's your favourite One Direction member? Uh, Harry. Oh, he knows. Mm. He's oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. He's good, Harry's this guy. Absolutely. Uh, but are, Taylor, would you, Mel, would you do Taylor Swift? We are actually going to Taylor Swift, oh, and I'm, okay. I'm really happy. I think I'm more excited than she is I about it. I should do a good show. Ah, yeah. uh, really? So, Tommy, you any chance? How um, old are your kids? Uh, t- uh, yeah, no, eight, 18 and 15. And I, oh, actually, eight, no, oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you'd be surprised. They might, they might uh, agree. But My fiancé, uh, Tiff, has been... Who's also me. 15. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Turning. But does she, so she has been on at me about, can we go to Taylor Swift? And I say, no, we can't go to Taylor Swift. I don't want to see Taylor yeah. Swift. And she's mad for it. I think girls have got a thing for Taylor Swift. She seems to cross, uh, yeah, cross ages. She she's presents, a crossover artist. She is. She mm. presents herself well. Mm-hmm. She's a good role model. She is, And is she featuring Flow Rider, as almost everyone <laughs> has to these days? Can't say. Do, don't you, aren't you drowning in free concert tickets here at Triple No. Are those days all gone, are well, they? Thank you for bringing it up, Tommy, because we have had basically, Rosie, I mean, since I've only been here a week most mm-hmm. recently, and I've had absolutely nothing. Someone tried to give me a Nickelback Greatest Hit CD, and I said, no, thank you very much. <laughs> but no one's given me any tickets to nothing. Tommy, Jeez. what free tickets did you get back in the day when you started this radio station? Uh, we, we were so you know uh, flooded by the freebies that you, you're the worst audience when you've got a free ticket because you go, you've invested nothing in it. Yeah. You know, if you've paid up. Bucks. You're gonna. You're, you're determined to have a good time. Yeah. Um, and I literally went for 20 minutes to see Michael Jackson once. <laughs> you left after yeah, 20 we went, oh, minutes. Yeah, I think. I think we've seen enough. Let's go get dinner. Oh my! No, no, I'm not proud. I'm sorry. I'm not proud because that's that's disgraceful behaviour. But this was this was an era where and radio stations fought over. 
it was if you every station wanted to pre- present uh, yes, Triple always. M presents mm. you know the aforementioned the Doobie uh, Brothers the Doobie Brothers and if the if the competing <laughs> radio station missed out then they would they would go competing radio station welcomes the Doobie Brothers oh is that ah, right and you would just you present the airport. Your, exactly no no uh, official affiliation right but, well there you go there, are, there we have not got any free tickets either here to see anyone not even Jason Derulo whatever that is actually there's um, some down here Ed what's that <laughs> package yeah there Jason there you go yeah that's in a bin all right. It has been uh, confirmed that uh, Nelson Mandela has died. And, Tommy, uh, well, I guess the probably the doyen of, of all international reporting in Australia is uh, George Negus, who joins us on the line. Uh, morning, George. Big story. It, yeah, well, it certainly is. It's one of those stories we'd rather not have uh, yeah. happen, isn't it? I think it's uh, one of those inevitable things, given the... Mm-hmm. Uh, given that amazing man's age, that it was, it was going to happen. But I think the rest of us were secretly, secretly hoping that, that he would kick on for a while longer. And George, how, what was your experiences with, uh, with Mr Mandela over the years? Uh, I, I never, strangely enough, about uh, despite nine million di- different attempts to get to interview him, which was mm. always difficult, I never did that. But I did meet him. I meet, met him here in Australia, would you believe. He, he came to Australia just around about the time of the Olympics, and he took part in something which was being called the Olympics of the Mind. Mm. And he was, in fact, the keynote speaker at that, at that uh, particular function at Sydney Uni, and I was part of a, a forum that discussed mm. uh, things like the Olympics of the Mind and the possibility of world peace and and a non-racist attitude towards people from a lot parts, lots of parts of the world. So I did spend some time with him, I guess, yeah. is, is what, I, what I'm pleased to be able to say. And that in, that in itself, you knew you were in the presence of somebody incredibly special. And George, world, um, world leaders tend to divide people. You know, you love them or hate them. But Nelson seems one of the few that I, you just couldn't find anyone who wasn't yeah. in awe of what, he, what he'd uh, achieved and what he'd been through. Well, Tom, it's interesting you should say that, mate, because I find myself saying to people, um, but if you went outside and did one of those you know, Federation Square or Martin Plaza in Sydney and did one of those strange box pops about who was the person in the world you admired most, I'd say about 90% of people would say Nelson Mandela. Mm. And the other 10 would probably say the Dalai Lama because he's got a great laugh. Mm. And then but, a couple yeah, would but, say Shane Warne, but we don't yeah, worry about that. Yeah, but that'd be a third minority. You're absolutely right. He's, he, as I say, he just uh, resonates with people. And George, when well, you... The interesting thing about that, though, I see if I can add that so I don't forget. Mm. The, the interesting thing about that is that when I find myself on my feet and his name comes up and I'm asked about him and my views of him, I say, look... If you don't think things can change, use Nelson Mandela as the, as the if you like, the, uh, the way, the extent to which things can change. Nelson Mandela, for 26 years, was in prison because he was, you know, rightly or wrongly, and most of us think wrongly, for 26 years by the apartheid regime in South Africa, because he was a head, they said, of a terrorist organisation, the African National Congress. Mm. Nelson Mandela headed a terrorist organisation. But look at the way he's left the world now as the most admired man because it was because of him that the apartheid regime ceased to exist, mm. even though there were people in his organisation that did run around bombing things on occasions. But Nelson Mandela, in his time in jail, realised how absolutely wrong that was. Mm. When he came out, he became a symbol of peace, if you like. But I, I think of him as a symbol of change. If, yeah. if Nelson Mandela can die, the most admired man in the world because of the way he changed and the organisation that he led changed, then damn near anything is possible. So I think he will probably, in his death, remain a symbol for the right kind of change that the world needs to see. Well, absolutely. Really well put. Uh, thank you, George Negus. Pleasure, guys. Very sad uh, news today that Nelson Mandela has died. We do got to get out of here, but it's time for a bit of a plug fest, Tommy. Um, have you been paying attention 
which is the new quiz show on Channel 10, which I'm very happy to be a part of, 7 o'clock this Sunday. And, and the rep- a lot of people are watching the repeat at uh, uh, about 10.30. It's at 10.30 on Sunday night. Mm, which, so, yeah, two options. Which is excellent. I mean, I do think that I have been scored rather harshly. Yeah. I think I'm being, uh, how do I put this, penalised for being smarter than Sam Pang, but I... <laughs> that's no claim to fame. But is, yeah. That's true. Is G. Robbins back this week? Yes, we've got Glenn back. Uh, you know how much he... I, I saw him here. He was with us yesterday, or the day before, mm. and... And uh, he has been studying, he, he said. He was worried. He goes, he's I don't, studying. I don't, watch, I don't follow the news. I go, Glenn, just your normal, you I know. think he's got a tutor. I think, he, <laughs> I think he's doing Kumon. I think he's really trying to get some smarts. Well, so. well, we'll really test him out this Sunday night, don't you worry. And I've got to thank you, Tommy, but because uh, there's, a, there's another repeat of Have You Been Paying Attention, um, uh, the ten, that, that 10.30 one on the, on the Sunday night, straight after that, Mm-hmm. Channel 10 has decided to play my little film. Scumbus? Yes. Oh, excellent. A excellent. film that I made a couple of years ago that they that they purchased. Very Thank you very much, Channel 10. They're replaying it straight after uh, at 11 p.m. Very funny film. And just about every comedian I admire in the country, you've managed to drag into that uh, film. M- my good self, uh, Glennie Robbins is in it. Tony Martin's in it, of course. Pete Hellier, uh, Dave Hughes, Lockie Hume. You may know him as Kerry Packer or the man with the bizarre accent on Offspring. Um, you may see him stomp. <laughs> down the road sometimes. He uh, may have left the country to go to Dallas to look at, work out some JFK stuff. We can't be sure. Uh, but there's tons of good people Excellent. in that one. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun uh, as well. And uh, we've got to get out of here. But the show today is, uh, of course, dedicated to the great Richard Marsland. And um, we've sent out on MMM Hot Breakfast, Rose, we've sent out some, uh, some special bits of Richard's amazing work that you can hear on SoundCloud. Yes, that the Pots and Pans found. And I uh, don't know if it's been sent out before. So that's oh, really... Oh, it's just never I heard might never before, before heard, heard Marsland. Fantastic. The pots and pans, of course. I'll retweet the link later. Uh, please it. do. But I think the best way to end the show today, Tommy, is to say thank you very much. Thank Lovely you. to have you. Lovely to have you back. And to go out hearing uh, something that the great man Richard Marsland wrote and is voiced by another great man, Pete Smith. That is Triple M Summer Breakfast. We will catch up with you next week. The not-so-secret sound. I know what you're thinking. Another friggin' radio contest where you have to jump through flaming spiky hoops to win a packet of expired chips and an icy cold can of Tarax creaming soda. Well, think again, prize pig. This one's so simple, even those fatuous lunkheads Turbo and Brownie have a handle on it. Here's a three-step guide. Firstly, we'll play you a simple, not-so-secret sound. Then, you identify the sound correctly. It's a black blue line, Angus Yearling. And you win something. Oh, that's wonderful. Can I say hello to my mum? No, you can't. Would you like to request a song? Can I hear the dead Kennedys? Too drunk to f***. Only if you too do a version of their song, mystery listener. Now let's hand over to our secret sound staffer to carry on my so far exemplary work. Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and Friends. The serious truck for the serious man. Think Colorado. Think Holden.